Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the king's coast coffee welcome to episode 101 of star wars and scotch i'm kevin joined by tim as always tim hi uh we we apologize for no episode last week but uh hurricane ian decided to uh come our way so we thought it would be safe to uh close the office down and um what a uh, shit show yeah yeah, tim's mom's house got wrecked so tim had to go over to the coast and take care of business but uh well i guess we're technically on the coast but south go down south uh, yeah help help out there so um yeah we didn't do any programming last week uh we managed to squeeze the the uh, rings of power watch party in before we shut the offices down which was pretty much the only thing we could do and then it was weird because i didn't watch Andor first thing in the morning i watched it wednesday yeah, night same yeah it was a little weird to yeah. be like the whole day but i was also wasn't sure if my power was gonna stay on right so and then i put it on and i was like i swear to god if the power turns off halfway through this episode <laughs> i will be <laughs> livid because i had played video games most of the afternoon at that point just waiting for it to turn off it was wild to just sit there well wrath of the lich king remaster or classic came out on monday Uh uh-huh so i was like great storm comes through and i can't level my my uh my classic tune that's bullshit kevin i'm so sorry no it worked out i I didn't lose power you didn't lose power so um okay well then i'm not sorry thankfully tampa fared well and um you know our staff is good um but uh yeah so that's why we weren't here last week but today we're gonna talk about episode four and five of andor we got a little bit of news but before we go any further i just placed an order yesterday i unfortunately am not allowed to use uh uh, any of the codes we have available out there now but if you want to know about some of the 10 percent off codes you can go watch the rings of uh, power watch party on my twitch channel or you can go check out our D&D session that we're currently doing for Rings of Power Man. on Robert's channel. Oh, my God. Last night was so much fun. The battle. This battle is intense. He just keeps yeah. bringing it. Yeah, it was it was wild. Yeah. So uh, that cloud rune, by the way, I was frantically searching. Dude, we for have some stuff. really cool abilities. I went looking for that Sentinel ability. That's a reaction skill that I don't have. And I think it's just because of my class. We're different classes. Interesting interesting yeah we're we're rune knights but then we branch off into different stuff mm-hmm. i'm like a barbarian so, so i've got more like like really like more attacky stuff yeah we also have different weapons so I think yes that's probably I, yeah it might be because that, you're yeah. great sword anyways it's really fun you should come check it out next week uh we're putting the the video up on our youtube as well very soon so 
Stay tuned. Yeah, but there's if they come hang out, they can get the 10% off code for uh, Kings Coast Coffee. Yeah. Uh, and Kings Coast. I'm not going to tell you here. You got to go to either one of those places to get it. I'm not telling you here because it's not for Star Wars. It's for Lord of the Rings. So deal with it. Um, but yeah. Too bad uh, we don't have calf. <laughs> Some Kings Coast calf. You know, Jay was, uh, Glam was talking about that yesterday. He was like, why don't you guys just do a calf roast? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> terrified of Disney. That's why I'm not going to do a calf roast. Yeah. Uh, but what I, if I, we did? Bob Bob would use that as a way to make an example out of all the shit talk. Oh, my God. Okay, I forgot to tell you about this. But when we went on our cruise a couple of weekends ago, we mm-hmm. I didn't even get to talk about that. Well, let's let's start with the cruise and then we'll talk about Andor. Let's go to that kingscoastcoffee.com. Make sure you tune into Rings of Power stuff to save ten percent off. Anyways, when we went to when we went to uh, Castaway K, there mm-hmm. was a Bob Chapek sign that said Bob Chapek, Master Shipbuilder. And I thought of you and I was like, Kevin would burn this bitch to the ground. You just <laughs> Florida man arrested for defacing <laughs> sign and cast. And then and then Bob Iger had a sign a little bit farther down the way, but it wasn't as like it like Bob Chapek master shipbuilder like just really pissed me off. Yeah, I would have burned it Anyways, in front of like, the children and the been like, "This is really cool." Yeah. Where's your god now? <laughs> Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> yeah, you were sending me pictures. I'd love to hear, oh, dude, verbally okay. about the experience. Well, I mean, so the the uh, the Star Wars bar, the hyperspace uh canteen or a hyperspace thing um it was all right it was you know it, for for a little bar experience on a cruise ship um it wasn't that bad i did not get the five thousand dollar drink though um the reason why it's five thousand dollars is because they put pappy in there and a few other things but it's like it's like a Does it come in a it cam comes, tono it, it comes in a cam tono and they, i saw i saw it sitting there on the on the counter um, but they use this like smoke machine a lot for a lot of your drinks to give it kind of like this, this yeah. special space effect, but it was cool. Like, and they have a screen behind the bar. And so like, there's like little, little like, fight scenes that'll happen. Like we went to Coruscant and there was like the trade federation versus, uh, the, the Republic and they were fighting it out and it was cool. And like, you jump in a couple other places, but that was about it. Like it was, it was neat, but it wasn't like a, you've got to go. Yeah. Kind of moment. Yeah. Well, so. There you go. There's I mean, my, there's my cruise ship experience. Much like, much like the other cruise ship experience, um, it was cool, but not worth it. Yeah, uh, with uh, Star Cruiser, apparently they're still sending out surveys to try and figure out why people won't go. Oh, I um, don't like, know. Uh, global recession. It costs too much. It costs too much. It costs too much. It costs really? too much. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot. A lot of the the news coming. Out, I got an article yesterday that they're not doing the Cinderella lights on the castle this year for Christmas. Shut the fuck up! What? Yeah, they're not lighting the castle. I don't know if they're not lighting the castle, but they're not doing the Cinderella twinkle lights that they normally do. Oh, are the they ones just going like pro- Wonder if they're just going to lean into the projector more. I have a feeling that that's their plan because it's cheaper. Yeah, but you can all and you can also do more with it though. Eh. Back in my day, we had people out there putting out individual lights on that castle. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what matters to me. So, more of the, <laughs> it's not Christmas until Mickey's out there stringing the lights. God damn it! I'll give props where props are due, though. Um, uh, Din uh, and Grogu and Boba are now walking around Galaxy's Edge, which is awesome. Um, so I uh, might have to make a trip over there next year. I'm not going this year because I'm going to Universal Studios at the end of the year, by the way, chat. Still not I'm going to go experience Harry Potter. 
because Universal Studios. Well, now that I've seen all the movies, I can enjoy the the Hogsmeade and and Hogwarts a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, but uh, maybe next year I'll go and, and still pisses me off that the uh, the timeline is all fucky in uh, Black Spire Outpost. They threw it out the window. I guarantee you. Just I wish they would just say that. I I mean one of, one of the main points I saw I saw a TikTok video. I th- I don't know if I sent this one to you. When you know the woman was talking about the survey, they're sending out. She's like, "Yeah, it's the price, but you want to know what else it is? Is your target demographic that has the money to go to this? They're in love with the original trilogy. They are not in love with your sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. You might have even been able to get away with it from a prequel standpoint, but they are in love with the the original trilogy. If you catered to that, I guarantee your sales would have gone up way more for yeah. the chance to be around like Darth Vader and stuff sure. rather than Kylo Ren. And I was yeah. like, she's right. I that." If it was Vader, I probably would have made more of an effort to go. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I So. I don't know. I mean, like, I understand, like, why they went for more, like, the more recent stuff to, to stay relevant. It's just they leaned into this whole, like, it's going to tell a story. And, like, if you want to experience the full Star Wars story, you got to go to Black Spire Outpost. Because if you yeah. want to know what happens between eight and nine, well, it's going to happen there. And it's just like they, they like it was so much promise. And but at the same time, we're like, how are they going to pull this off? Why don't they just do like this, this, this Star Wars land that encompasses everything? So you can go everywhere from episode one to episode nine and everywhere in between, um, which is now what they're doing. But a lot of the stuff is hard locked, like the Millennium Falcons there. But then you've got like Kylo Ren's ship. You've got like you've got all these like newer things. And so how do you explain that? Yeah, I mean it's 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 them trying to copy and paste Marvel and Star Wars, and every time they do this, it doesn't work. Like it yeah. works for Marvel because every time something new comes out, they march out an actor to walk around Avengers Instantly. campus. The day after Moon Knight, Moon Knight's on campus. Like, yeah, that's so they cool. Have, they have Zombie Captain America at night right now walking around from What If. So it works for Marvel. But they're not it doesn't hit the same way for Star Wars. They tried this with the movies and then they realize, oh, my God, TV shows work for Star Wars, not movies. Yep. So it, it's again, it's part of the learning curve. And, you know, they're going to expand that area. There's room behind it, like on the other side where the Star Cruiser isn't oh. that you can expand out. So they're going to do more there. Sure. I just don't know if it'll stay. I think they should have made it an evergreen area that included different sections that represented different timelines and different parts of planets and whatnot rather than make it like this one full rp experience because that's what they keep seeming to do is push people to rp yeah and most people are not going to rp i'm fine with it i would love to go on star cruiser and rp i'm not paying six thousand dollars to do it nope i'll go freaking go in a field and larp with a bunch of people and do some warhammer before i do that definitely rp with us yeah and that'd be fine but i'm not i am not gonna pay six thousand dollars to do it. it's just not happening no so we will, we will, we will see what they do. But that, yeah, that that was the cool news from the from the park. There was also a, a TikTok video that went viral. I don't know if you saw it this week. Uh, a good person's name is Miami Vader, um, and it, he, you know, like he goes down by Miami Beach and Does he dresses dress Vader with stormtroopers and stuff. Ah, okay. And there was this, there was uh, a kid with Down syndrome that went to go take a picture with him, mm-hmm. and Vader had to break character because the kid was like so happy. 
uh-huh. he like mouths I'm happy right now and like grabs Vader's hand to hold it and Vader's like holding his hand and then letting him look at his lightsaber Aww. and stuff. And I was like, that's that moment that you have to decide like between your your craft and yeah. you know this kid and they made the right choice in my opinion rather than trying to still be Darth Vader, which I thought was cute. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It was it's really cute if you see it. It should pop up in TikTok. It's Miami Vader is the uh, name of the person that posted the video. I love that. Yeah, a little feel good Star Wars, but feeling good. Let's jump into Andor. Um, episode four, I loved. Episode five was definitely just filler to well, get I mean, us episode to the heist. Episode four definitely like it set the tone. It just I wish four and five was just one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like I, I think it's so cool. Like as soon as as soon as we got like halfway through episode four. I, I was like, oh, aha, I understand how we're going to get two seasons of this because it's just going to be Cassian doing a bunch of just badass robbery shit. Like, he's just going to be stealing things. He's going to be doing, like, spec ops missions. Like, it's just going to be a bunch of really cool Star Wars stuff. And, like, they're going to lean into the Western um, narrative that, like, George Lucas wanted. You know, they've got, like, the old the samurai um, style and then that that amalgamation of samurai and western so you know lean into that western and i'm getting that vibe more and more especially like the way like um the the regalia is for a lot of the actors the weaponry it's just got a lot of just like these old-timey western tim. vibes to it i love it tim it's what? a train heist it is a train heist it's like that's what it is this is just like <laughs> it's it, it's it is red dead redemption it's yep. red dead redemption in space and i think it's so cool I um I, I found it interesting this episode where Skeen um he knew something was off. I mean they all knew something was off, but yeah. he was willing to go the extra mile. And you could tell that guy's perceptive as hell. And he might be also a little I mean you have to be to do what they're about to do. Yeah, you do have to be in all psycho. fairness. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're 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 that what they're doing the, is the garrison looks terrifying. And the fact that three days before, no one knew how to fly the ship. Oh, that was the other part where it was just like, they're, they're just like, how do you do it? You're like, what do you mean? Yeah, how we're, do you do it? You don't know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the we're testing you. We're, we, yeah, you passed the test. Good job. Guy who knew exactly what to do. <laughs> they didn't know how to do it. So yeah, that was good. Rewinding back to episode four. So obviously we got to learn a lot about Luthen. We were yeah. both wrong about who he is. Oh man. I really thought he was going to be some aristocrat. I actually think it's cooler that he has this shop. Yeah. He's a peddler. Cause that was like Easter egg central of that it was, shop. It was so crazy when it just opened up and he just started just naming things off. It's like, Oh, 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 I mean, we, we saw, okay, I'm scrolling out of the bottom and I'll scroll back the up. One to that get. I didn't see that, that threw me for a crazy loop, Kevin was, was freaking star killers armor. So they have what the ancient, they have the ancient Sith assassin armor, which if you play force unleashed, I believe it's two. I can't remember which game it's it is. The one second or two. one. It is two, two. If you go the dark side route, you get this armor at the end of the game and then you can replay it as an NG plus, um, with the, with the. The Sith Assassin armor. It's the ancient Sith Assassin. No, it does not confirm Starkiller is canon, but... And they pulled that right out of the game, though. I mean, we haven't really seen it anywhere else, but yeah, it is ancient Sith Assassin armor. Maybe it showed up in some of the the Old Republic stuff that I haven't seen or or don't remember, but um, right off the get-go, you see that over his shoulder, and, you know, it's like Leo with the the cigarette, like that. There it is. (laughs) 
So uh, uh, you see that. There's you Mandalorian also armor that was there. Full set of Mandalorian armor. I, I noticed that one off the rip. I don't think that was anyone in particular. I think it was just Mandalorian. I think it was just Mandalorian armor, yeah. Holocrons just lying yeah, all freaking... over the place. There was one that was over him on the workbench today in the episode. That big one? This massive holocron? You, it was wild. Did you see what else was next to him? that holocron on the workbench? Um, There was a cube. So there's these two blocks. I'll read it per... Um, uh, it's easy this, to miss. Is this but from today? This is from today's episode when they're in the back in the shop yeah, and he's on the radio. Uh-huh. But next to the Jedi and, Jedi and Sith holocron are two of the Sankara stones from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Isn't Indiana? Isn't Indy's whip frozen in carbonite? Frozen in, in carbonite episode? in episode four. You yeah. can see Indy's whip curled up and oh, frozen in carbonite. I love that. Yeah, that's so, that's so cool. cool. Yeah, it's just cool nods to Indy. I'm I love that. that. It's. And everyone, you know, there are people that are like dun, 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 immersion dun. breaking, blah, 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 blah. That's so cool. <clears throat> so we the, have that. What were the things that the assistant took the driver over to look at? What were those? The tablets? Were, yeah. Were those of any? You're going to hate what the tablets are, Tim. Oh, please don't tell me it's the prophecy of Darth Jar Jar. No, it's the tablets, the hand tablets about the world between worlds. Yeah. Why would I hate that? That's so sick. You always get, you always get upset when I when I break into that. Yeah, because yeah, because you're because your theory crafting for that pisses me off. <laughs> I hate your theory crafting when it comes to that. But yeah, I want to know more about this shit. That's so awesome. The, I don't know if they're the exact ones from the Clone War or from the Rebels episodes. Who cares? Um, but it would mean think about it. If it is the ones from Rebels, it would mean that at some point Sidious gets them from Luthen. Yeah, and uses them in that in the in the last season of Rebels. So um, I love yeah. his shop. His shop is so cool. And if you but don't know right. what world, if you don't know what world between worlds is, and you haven't seen Rebels, it's yeah, it's basically the veil of the Force that holds space and time together, so you can literally time travel through it's the like Force. It's like a fifth dimension thing. And we know Palpatine knows how to use it. Yeah, because he walked through it. Yep, but, yep, but you're yep, right. Yep. I really like Luthen's character. I like I like it's a lot better than him being like just some like just snob. Um, I love that he is. I love that he's an actor. I think that's the best thing is that he he is an actor and he's like he's getting all dressed and he's pretending and he's like when he's practicing in the bathroom when he's getting all dressed. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, like that was really good. I just I like that he he is he is when he's when we first meet him. I think that's his true nature. I think that is really him. And yes. then, and then the person who's in the shop is most definitely not, is not his his primary uh, uh, character. That's we, his alter uh, for sure. There's also a Twi'lek Calicori in. I it's saw that, that heirloom. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, the, like the family tree. Yeah, so they have it in the Calicori episode or in the Ryloth episodes of Clone Wars, uh -huh. and then doesn't Thrawn have it in his yes, office? And, yes, he takes it from um, Hera's dad. Yep, and then. If you play um, as a Jedi in Star Wars The Old Republic, when you, in the opening part on um, what the hell is the Jedi planet that I always talk about? The one from Man, from Mandalorian. Oh, um, hold on. I hate it when you do this to me. That um, one. Uh, uh, it starts with a T. Um, anyway, that there's planet. There's an altar there. 
Hold on. Yes, that one. Uh, you uh, go to Calicory Village, and that's where all of the um, Twi'leks are living in Calicory Village. I can't believe I forgot the name of the planet. This is your fault. Hold on, I'm looking. How is it not? No, it's not Dantooine. Doesn't it start with a T? Oh, this is bad that we can't remember this. I'm totally what? brain Tython. I told you it started with a T. You were right. Tython. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. If you, if you play on, you can go to Calicory Village. That was rough. Rewinding in that episode even further, when they're on the ship and it's Luthen and, and Cassian. Yes. Their conversation is Easter egg central. Yes. Beginning with, you know, uh, we'll, we'll go to that in a second. But they start talking about things. They mention, speaking of Old Republic, the mm -hmm. Rakatan invasion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when they said that, when they said the Rakata, I was like, okay, Yavin 4 makes so much sense now. Like they can actually, like, now they could say those are Rakata yep. temples, which I thought was so sick. So that conversation canonized that, which I squealed. I was like, eee! because Rakata Prime was, was, was a canon planet. That was all we had. Right. Now they said Rakata Invasion, which makes that cannon on makes, top of it. Which makes those temples. Yavin 4. Makes yep. Yavin 4 and all of the that. The Masasi and all that stuff. So that starts to come alive there, which is freaking awesome. And then um, it also confirms that the Rakata will not conflict with the Zepho story. They'll be their own things. So thankfully, that was my worry with the Zepho was they were going to wipe out the Rakata background. So that's back on the table now. They mention Utapu, which is the planet where Obi-Wan uh, gets turned on by his clone troopers. Utapau. Utapau, sorry. I don't know how to say half the no, stuff in okay. Star Wars. Too. I got you. I just, That's why I'm here. I just, I'm a text toilet Wikipedia reader. Mm -hmm. No, it's fine. I got you. So it, it, it makes it all up in, in my head. They mention that the, there's, we're seeing that there's different sects of the rebellion now. Yes. Because they talk shit about Sagarera in this part. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, all right. A lot of people talk shit about Saw Gerrera. I know, but we're seeing that there's dividing lines this early on between how people are going about rebelling against the Empire. Yes. Yeah, well, she, I mean, like, the way she says it, everyone has their own rebellion. You know, everybody's doing it for yep. their own reasons. Like, it, the, like the, the general overarching thing is, like, we hate the fucking Empire. But then you have, like, all these individual reasons as to why you hate the Empire. Yes. Um, so... Just dropping pieces of knowledge. We learn, um, what was the planet? Mimbin is where um, Han is fighting when he meets Chewie. Yes. And we learn that Cassian was also there as a cook. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, they were both on the same. Was, he said he was serving. Right. And we also meet one of the Mimbins for the first time in um, Star Wars. What was the flight stick game? That we just played. Oh right, uh, that was squadrons. Uh, squadrons. That you. Yeah, the, we meet. Um, we meet one of the Mimbins. Uh, which which? Uh, hold on. The one with look. the the weird looking face and the bug eyes. The red skin one. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're Mimbin. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. We meet the the Mimbins in the game. So just all of this. It, that was like almost like a dump. Like, I was like, whoa, they're saying too much too fast. Mm -hmm. um, and it was pretty, it was, they mentioned Scarif uh, in, oh, that, that's in the ISB part. They mentioned Scarif. Um, and then in this week's episode, they mentioned Jakku. 
uh, during one of the ISB stuff. So it's just like, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, it's just, they keep mentioning stuff, and it, it, Mon Mothma mentions Gorman, which is from uh, this old X Wing and Rebellion games. Um, it's just fun. Oh my god, can we talk about all this how out. awkward her her marriage is? Yeah, I have that to talk about, and I have the ISB introduction, but we can talk about Mon Mothma first of all. It's so good to have Genevieve O'Reilly back. Um, second of all, wow, what a shitty marriage. <laughs> oh, my God. They really need counseling. Is it or for show? people. Like, who no. is he? Okay. Okay. So, so okay. So, it's an arranged marriage. So, Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, okay. So, that's the whole. That, so, so that's a, that is a Chandrillan thing is for arranged marriages. Mm. And so, yeah, he doesn't really like her. And you can tell by him inviting all these senators that talk shit about his wife. Like that right there was just so awkward. She's like, why are you inviting these people? They hate me. He's like, well, maybe you'll get along with them. Maybe you won't. Who knows? Like that is so shitty. And then the daughter. Oh, my gosh. Oh, in this week's episode, daughter yeah. issues to the max. But yeah, uh, she- yeah that that is like. I'm curious to see if when she breaks off from or when they when they dissolve the Senate and she becomes who she is, this this leader. Um, I wonder what happens with him, because I don't remember him being in aftermath. He is 100. Do you remember him in aftermath? No, he's a he's definitely an empire. She didn't have a, she, they don't talk about a husband or a lover in anything in, for Mon Mothma in, in aftermath. Right. I mean, if they're getting separated, I could see why she would never speak of him again. I mean, he's like. Wow, that guy's really shitty. I could see the daughter getting a character like change over yeah. time emotionally, but the husband, no, that guy's either going to die or he's going to end up as like ratting her out. That's what I think would happen. Yeah, no, he's definitely in an empire sympathizer. Yeah, or I or he is just out for his own ass. Like that's it. Like he's only going to cover himself and his daughter and nobody else. Because they Alex, definitely have a relationship. Alex and Molly transcribed the full Orbesh list on the pad of the guests. Of for course the party. they did. And he said only the three names they mentioned are mentioned in other stuff. We've never met those people, yeah, but they're mentioned in other those stuff. Those names sounded familiar. The rest of the names on the list are just people that worked on the show. That's so awesome. That's yeah, really so cool. It's just an Easter egg. There was no nothing of significance. But yes, I love Alex, how much care they put into that and just how much they're just playing around with that because they know people are going to f- look for it. Yeah. I mean, when you get to this level, you have to put stuff in there because that's what people are going to find fun is the, the hunt for, you know, further information. Um, but yeah, her situation is shitty. The way she had to go into the shot, the way they dealt with L- Luthen and obviously ISB is just, is very suspect of her at this point. Because she uh, okay. mentions that she yes. keeps getting new drivers and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. her husband is, seems to be the one that's probably giving them information. It wouldn't surprise me if ISB had already planted. Uh, they already like they already planted him. You know, they, they got to him and were like, hey, by the way, your wife is doing some sketchy shit. And he's like, oh, yeah. I already hate this bitch anyway. So let's just yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, man. What a scumbag. I don't like this guy. I think that's the point. Um. <laughs> true he, he does a great job he also has a top knot He's, he looks very shogun-esque i was noticing he, that with his garbs like everything it felt very like traditional japanese style wear which i think is cool because we've never seen we've never seen the high-end life of someone who lives on coruscant you know we saw it from like going to like padme's apartment 
and we saw the chancellor and we've seen other senators walk around, but we've never just seen like just like casual life for a senator or anyone of any importance or someone who has a lot of money in Coruscant, which is really cool. And like that was the other thing you, that we, you and I were talking about before or last night that you wanted to bring up was the ISB headquarters is another part of Coruscant that we've just never seen. Also, like yeah. the apartments. Um, this guy from uh, wherever. Um, it's the former he, Inspector Karn, but yeah, yeah the, Karn. Former, the former Inspector. He's living with his mom now. And yes. I really and so we're going somewhere with this guy. I'm. Really, I want to know really who the uncle is. I want to know who the uncle is and why this mom thinks he's so important. And 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 he definitely has some type of vendetta against Cassian. So I don't think he's going to be the primary bad guy, but I think he's going to end up being some type of like anti-hero for this show. Can I tell you that his mom reminds me of so many of my friends' mothers from, from Long Island? Yeah, from New York. I had that like, vibe. So many. So many. I oh, felt like such I was... a disappointment. Like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> like, do you want some matzah with some butter? Oh, wow. You That's can't, what it felt like. You can't afford anything else and you can't get nice wine for your mother. Yeah. Um, Pass me a Virginia Slim. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's kind of a bitch. She was from Harry Potter, by the way, if you remember. Uh, mm-hmm. Order, the, yeah. So that was in. Um, was it in? It's Order of the Phoenix. It's in Order of the Phoenix where uh, he gets attacked when Harry gets attacked at the beginning by uh, the Dementors. Mm-hmm. She's the old. She's the nice old lady. She's like, don't put your wand away, Harry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I like that. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Karn, Karn's. Oh, I'm just waiting on that one. There's not much to talk about there. Uh, aside Do you think he'd become like being, a bounty hunter or something? I don't know. I, I I don't know where they're going. I need to know who the uncle is before I start making assumptions. But I have a feeling the uncle's either someone we know or maybe someone from uh, Legends that they're going to bring back, and they, it's not the right name. Like the uncle's name is is uh, uh, an alias that we're hearing right now. So what was he saying about his uncle wanted him to Oh, He was saying he didn't study the teachings of his uncle. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. There's something there that his uncle runs a cult. I hope so. Could you imagine if they start introducing the, the Vader cult? He he does something. He's, he's culty. Why does he have teachings? He's, he's mm. so we'll see. Vader was in Rogue One. It wouldn't be too remiss to see Vader in an episode of Andor. An early, an early Vader. I mean, like that would make sense. I mean, like we are a little. Are we ahead of Obi Wan? We are yes. right yes. around the same time, give or take a yeah, year so, or two. Yeah, on so seeing, side. so seeing, seeing a Vader. Like honestly, I really dig this show. Not having any type of like Jedi, like traditional Star Wars stuff to it. I really like all these new characters, and it's just like this dark wartime vibe. Um, they're really hidden. I just wish they would. This episode, I will say, this episode was was heavy filler. It was an eat like. It was definitely stuff that they could have either put in the last episode and just made last episode longer. Um, it's literally Tim. It, it's it takes a filler place episode. A, it takes place a year after Obi Wan. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, they're really close together. I just couldn't remember which one came first. Yeah, because Obi Wan was six years before A New Hope. This is five. Yeah. So see, yeah, and then that, and then this butts right up against Rogue One because it'll drop us off right at Rogue One, and Rogue One is is days before Episode Four. Yeah, he'll be walking into that mining facility on the planet in the beginning of Rogue One to talk mm-hmm. to that the contact at the end of se- at the end of season two. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Because then, then 
like we keep saying, you can start with episode one and go right into the trilogy. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. No, what you, so what do you think about this this blue or this kyber sky crystal? Um, what the fuck's I, that about? I think it, it's, it's just exactly what he said. It was a down payment because he didn't have maybe didn't want to give him credits right there. And I feel then. like there's more to it, though. Like, that's a really cool kyber crystal that we've never seen before. Like this, like white and then the blue tip and stuff like there's got to be something to that. Right. There's got to be some there's got to be more because Luthan was like, I'm going to come back for that. Did it have something to do with the Death Star? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I figured it was just like. We know what a kyber crystal is. This one seems to I be extra Luthen, special, so it's worth X. I think there's X. more to Luthen than what meets the eye. Oh, there's more. We haven't I learned think about him. Like, yeah, like, why would he have that in his possession? He, and he has so many holocrons. Like, there's just, like, he, he's more than just a collector. He has to have connections and people that he knew and, like, all these things. I want to know his story. Keep in mind, if he's, he seems to be in a historian of some note, right? He's sure. keeping history and, and preserving it. We're in the time period now where Palpatine is actively trying to erase the memory of the Jedi. Sure. Because by the time we get to New Hope, it's an ancient religion. It's an ancient hokey religion. An ancient hokey religion, and you're all that's left, my friend. Yeah, so we are in the process of the propaganda machine trying to erase the memory of the Jedi. So it could just be Luthen trying to make sure that he preserves the knowledge. Which other people are doing across the galaxy. We see that in numerous pieces of content. But he's just one of those people trying to preserve that memory. It's so That's funny that it's cents. so funny that that he calls it an ancient religion. And you are all that's left. Like and like like that's the crazy thing, is like it, it isn't like it's an old teaching, but like the Jedi had only been gone for like fifty years. Not even. Less than yeah. that. Not even. Not even not 20, even 20. Sorry, sorry, 16. How old is Luke technically in, in exactly. episode four? He's 16. like 17. So not even 20 years. So like the like the whispers and tales of the Jedi were still very fresh. On Coruscant, though, for the main part, because remember when they go to certain parts of the galaxy, people are like, oh, I've heard of you before. They've never actually seen one. Yeah, but so many of those people saw the Jedi like they're like 20 years isn't really that long. Like there no. are definitely still people who remembered seeing Jedi walk the streets. But again, if you're scared enough to talk, not talk about it, I guess it's just it's very interesting. Like when you really start to like, like listen to like what, what they said and then like, you know, you try to like, you know, build that entire picture. Um, I, mean, I think you're right. I think they tried really, really hard to just extinguish any and all thoughts of the Jedi. So they make it seem like it's something that has been around for hundreds of years. In the fun Easter egg uh, hunt, uh, Mon Mothma's daughter is actually from Legends. Uh-huh. Uh, she just was introduced on screen for the first time or even in a picture she's only mentioned in legends but she is uh lifted from legends which i thought was cool um they mentioned a bunch of other planets in this episode so they mentioned hosni and prime yeah i thought that was cool uh which if you're reading old republic there's a ton of stuff uh also uh force awakens um fondor which is a major imperial shipyard and it would mm-hmm. make sense for them to steal technology from there and then they mentioned jakku as we said earlier in this uh episode and in the previous one we said they mentioned scarif chandrilla uh which is where mon moth is from you imagine if we went to hosian prime though it'd be oh, awesome be so cool it'd yeah no that all, would be... It'd be all fucked up and then before well before we go to the to the rebels we can go 
um, would be so cool. the ISB. So there seems to be lots of competition within the ISB. <laughs> no surprise, to be honest, but it's just cool to see them uh, arguing and squabbling. Everything is about numbers and quotas. There's yeah, no. So I didn't realize there were more like cops. They're intelligence. It, yeah, they're intelligence officers, which made me think they were like CIA, but they have quotas to hit, which makes me say, like in my head that there are certain levels within the ISB where they're just treated like street cops. How else are you going to crush a rebellion, Tim? But Come that's on. That's the you... whole thing. I had no idea the ISB was that, in, like, as far as levels go. Like, I just always thought it was just like an FBI agency or it was the CIA. Like, it's. Like now, like understanding that it's political on top of that is crazy because the whole idea of the ISB was to be neutral because they were supposed to go find people within like the with the politicians and within the government. They were supposed to be like uncorrupt. Like that's the whole thing. Like they even talk about that in Thrawn. They actually talk about it a lot in Thrawn because he has ISB friends. And um, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And it's so political. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, it's. um. It's just walking all over each other, shit talking in front of their uh, their superior officer, Partagaz, I think his name was. Uh-huh. He's also the uh, Cersei's maester from Game of Thrones. Um, remember when she has her own maester that puts the mountain back together and makes a yes. zombie mountain? Yeah, uh-huh. that's him. Um, and then, yeah, supervi- Lieutenant Supervisor Blevin is the gentleman that she's trying to get the information from who won't give it up because he's fighting for it. I, I forget her name. I'm trying oh, to find it. The, is he the the guy who was in this episode? He was like, do you want this? Yeah. Got yeah. It. The hotel. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the ISB is going to be interesting. I don't know if we'll see any characters of note in the ISB, but I'm sure we'll get more Easter eggs as they continue talking and, and going over stuff. But this who is this the woman one ISB agent from Aftermath. Um. Uh, you know who I'm the, talking about. Anyway, that'd be cool if he if they end up like bringing him in or like just like mention him. It would, it would make sense. The timing would be right. He'd be like a young ISB officer. I mean, the one person I think we could see, and I don't know if he's ISB yet, is Yularen. I think uh, he's already in the Navy, though. At some point, he moves from the Navy to ISB. He's Imperial Intelligence. I think that's later on, though. When does the first when does the first Thrawn book take place? Because Yularen is ISB in the first Thrawn book. It takes place right around now. So we could see him, especially with the time jump coming. It, no, like Thrawn, Thrawn is currently I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah, so Thrawn currently would be like going through. He would either be finishing up his Navy training, like his accelerated course that he was on. Or he's already like on his first couple of missions, but yeah, he's fresh. Oh, dude, could you? Imagine? Could they introduce Thrawn in this they as like, could. and then it would lead into meeting him in Ahsoka? Bro, I didn't even think about that. They could totally just like, you could see, you could see a Chiss walk by, and they wouldn't like, you don't say anything about it. It's just like, was that a Pantoran? But if he's like in navy uniform, oh my god, Kevin! Or he could walk by and they could make a comment about he's some sort of dirty, disgusting alien because we yeah, don't because the they talk so much shit about him. Yeah, yeah. So oh, shit. I think it'd be interesting to see if this leads to an Easter egg here or if it's just more. I'm fine with it not. I'm fine with it just being ISB. We could see a young um, 
uh, what's his name from Mandalorian too. Who? Uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character. Oh, oh, a Moff Gideon. Yes, thank you. We oh. can see a young Moff Gideon. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could. Yeah, I mean, if you just want to like make like fun little nods for people. Yeah. I mean, he's part of ISB at this point because he's involved in the. He's already destroyed Mandalore. Not yet. No. Whoa. Oh, I guess I. I mean, I guess technically I that was right, years before. It's right. It's right around that time. No, man. The destruction of Mandalore doesn't happen until after Rebels, and the Rebels time is like coming up, because Rebels is right around the time that they're building You're the right. Death Star. So. So right now is the time when Bo-Katan is getting the Darksaber from Sabine. So it, all of that happens after episode four. Right, right. Okay, you're right. All right, so he would, but he would be ISB now probably. Yeah, I mean, he'd be doing something, yeah. So we could see a younger version of him. There's we could so much his... shit going on right now, and you would only know if you watched Rebels and you read the books. Like, that's the part that is just like, there is so much shit happening in behind the scenes. It's they so could cool. also mention them by name. They could put their name up on a screen in Orabesh and wait for the community to figure it out. Stuff like I that. I love this show just because they're leaning so much into just the nerd culture. Yeah. I mean, talking about the 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 rebels on Eldani at this point. Yeah. Um, so Eldani is a new planet. Um, and basically it was formerly a nomadic people that seem to be somewhat religious that the empire is basically driven off of this planet um and we have one traitorous lieutenant who fell in love with a woman from the planet and apparently she was killed um also they're not shying away from talking about people being killed or no. talking away talking about people like sex and stuff because in this episode when he's looking at the one Girl, she shares a blanket. She's already sharing a blanket with somebody. <laughs> I, I was like, was all great. right, all right. And she's with Val. You can tell she's with Val. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what do you think uh, they're gonna go off and do? I mean, it's part of the plan. But they won't tell anybody about it. That's the best part. And I think that's smart because what if they get captured? Exactly. You know, that's why. It's like as long as nobody knows that everybody else is doing kind of that Marvel. Yep. Technique. So, yeah, we'll 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 see what. Happens with that. I think we're going to get the full heist next week, which will be wild. Be better fun. because if it's another filler episode or a build up to the heist, I'm going to be pissed. I mean, that's that's been the problem with Rings of Power was you expected episode four to be the action and they yeah. wait until episode six to drop in the action. And now it's great. Like we're off to the races. But that build up was just like really slow and painful. And I'm hoping Andor does not do that as well. They really um, wanted to show how many Imperial credits were just sitting in there, too. Like, they really wanted you to understand that, like, this is the equivalent of robbing a train. Yeah, it's a train robbery. And that's I think what it that's is. so cool. And, like, I really hope that they keep this Western-esque style because it just it fits so well. And that's what I love so much about Solo because Solo had that vibe, too. Like, the leaning into the pirate, you know, portion of Star Wars and, like, that Western vibe. Like, that's what was, for me, that's what was so much fun about Solo. I didn't care that they were like, it wasn't, you know, the original actors or whatever bullshit people were coming up with. Like, they were trying to do something new. And now I can see, like, now that we're getting the full picture now, it's like those movies, Rogue One and Solo, set the the bar for what they wanted to do for these shows. And now they just have the ability, they don't have, they have the breath in, to do that now, which is great. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's. It's weird because like normally a heist would be the end of a season, but it's going to become the mid season episode six. 
which means there's still a bunch they want us to know about the story. So I'm excited to see what the fallout is from that and how that plays into the future. Because I have no idea where the story's going. I couldn't even nope. pinpoint it for you. Um, there's so many twists and turns. And but if they do a couple of understand. these heists, they just do a couple of these neat jobs, like Italian job style things. You've got a great show. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's I'm I'm excited because this is not going to be the only one. They're going to do more um, to see where they go with it. Um, catching up on the Easter eggs for episode five. So we had a few. Yeah. Um, blue milk in the cereal uh, <laughs> that Karn was was uh, drinking on the milk subject too. Um, the in the camp, they introduce a new milk. Uh, they called it Dre gross. milk. Which is apparently the Star Wars equivalent of yak milk, which is I'm assuming is the goat-like creatures um, that they had, and you know, very like healthy. You can, apparently, like, you can live off this, <laughs> like my ass. Um, Skeen has a tattoo, and they call it—he's uh, a crate head. They, which obviously, is in his chest. Right, the barcode. So it, it might be some gang from Tatooine. There's really no information on this, yes. And then the one that yeah. was on his forearm was the way of the hand or by the hand. Yeah, which I found no information on. So Well, I mean, like, okay, so could that was wasn't there a hand isn't there a hand gang? Isn't there isn't there a gang in Star Wars that has a hand? Hand gang Star Wars. Mm, oh no. god okay i got gang symbols with boba fett so that didn't work out no category no. criminal organizations let's take a look we got shadow collective hut clan hut cartel the twins Jabba's, uh guavian death gang there's a lot of oh my gosh there's a bunch yeah um kanja club is there anything to do with hand hand of judgment is one Now, there were assassins in the Old Republic that were hands of the Emperor, but I don't think Skeen would oh, be no, this ha- no, this that. Gang. So the Hand of Judgment showed is a, is a group of five stormtrooper deserters who performed multiple vigilante operations across the Galactic Empire months following the Battle of Yavin. Okay, so that, that doesn't work. That's um, not so maybe it's just something new. Yeah, which is fine. That's dope. New is, new is cool. New is good. New is good. Uh, so we learned a little That's bit about cool. him. Uh, it raises more questions than anything. Um, and then the, I told you about the Indiana Jones thing. So the last big Easter egg is the astro navigational unit. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. Um, the one guy, I forget his name shows to, um, uh, Cassian uh-huh. and basically it's manual navigation unit pre empire. Um, and that's what they're going to use to get off of the planet. It's like the old, it, uh, star finders from Marco Polo times. Yeah, because it'll be it'll be locked if they try and use the Imperial technology. They won't be able to use it. So this is how they're going to get off the planet. And then he goes into a whole thing about how he's writing a, a manifesto, a manifesto. For, yeah, I really for the like rebellion that. and how he's liking it to, you know, freedom. And I thought that was interesting and cool because that's the type of person that this would attract. This also resonates very well with things that are going on around the world, which I think is like really interesting, too. Which they the uh, director said, you know, there would be overtones of that, um, you know. So it's been interesting to see how they're taking real life um, feelings around yeah. the world and, mm-hmm. and kind of injecting it and into. It, but they're doing it the very show. gently so that you can like it just it's there, you know, but they're not like th- like 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 cramming it down your throat or like making it like the, the only thing they're going to focus on for like that show, like for the show. 
uh, right. which is nice. You know, it's just like, it's just like that, it's just a sense of it. You know, you can just, you just feel it throughout the, just the, just through the dialogue. You know, the dialogue has been phenomenal. I have really, whoever was the writer for this has done a, just a great job. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this has been well-produced, well-written. Um, and I mean, we got like seven more episodes, which is super exciting. <laughs> and okay it feels like we've gotten episode. so much. Yeah. And like, that's why like this one was okay. Like I enjoy, I still, there was enough where I was like, I was like, okay, that was enough. I wish there was the action. That was probably the only part that was missing. It was just like, I was hoping for something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The tie, I, I thought the TIE fighter was going to do something. Other they were nah, they seem useless. <laughs> well, that was the whole thing. He just kind of just like just skimmed right by. But yeah. I, was hoping for, I was hoping for something. But Kyler was walking by. He's like, oh, what's that? It's like, that's a TIE fighter. He's like, oh, that's a TIE fighter. It sounded like the guy that eats the spicy gummy bear on TikTok. <laughs> so good. Um, so Star Wars news for the week. Officially. James Earl Jones will no longer be acting anymore, which means that his time as Darth Vader has come to an end. I find your lack of faith disturbing. He'll be back. No, I was kidding. I just really wanted to use that. Clip. He recorded a bunch of Vader lines for Lucas, so they should be set. He so, said for a while. But that's the cool thing is that they, they proved a concept with Obi-Wan. And the concept was, is that we can, we can now use AI and we can simulate your voice with enough with enough learning. It can simulate your voice, which is really crazy and scary. Um, but at the same time, they they were able to pull that off. And the man's 90, you know, and like it's so cool that now we have this iconic voice who's done you know so many different roles for so many of beloved characters, you know, from from generations before us and, and now ours and, and, and for the future as well. Uh, which is really cool that his voice gets to continue to just live on forever. Yep. Yeah. So um, it's 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 sad to see him go, but it he's definitely sad. he's definitely giving the future beyond his time here. Uh, Rogue the ability One was for rough. the character to grow like that. I think hurt the care. I think that hurt Darth Vader as an overall presence because you could tell that James Earl Jones was old. Director and they, and they did they just didn't do it and they didn't do any like over they didn't try to do anything to his voice other than like the normal modulation it felt like they didn't try to like deepen his voice or like to do anything to it which i thought was kind of strange but you know it's 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 i think i think that right there was like oh we need to do something so that it doesn't happen like that again because darth vader is is a character a darth vader darth vader is not james Earl jones james Earl jones gets to be darth vader but darth vader gets to live on for forever uh yeah and the 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 folks um from respeacher are based in the ukraine and they were the ones responsible for archiving um james Earl jones's voice as vader and disney was willing to give them an extension and they basically were like no fuck russia we're gonna finish this, this that's is so important. awesome <laughs> Um, so, and I, I did not wear this shirt on purpose today, no, it's but fantastic. I'm wearing my no, it's good. Enforced Ukraine shirt. Uh, but yeah, so that was a cool part of the story as well. Um, uh, uh to see the resilience there and the commitment to, you know, a, a cultural icon. Yeah. You know, he's not, he doesn't have much time left. So the fact that he was willing to do, or they were willing to do that is, is awesome to make sure that generations to come can enjoy the voice of Darth Vader in the same way that we have. So, I mean, like now we've seen like what they're able to do with like Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian or in Boba Fett. It's only going to get easier and cheaper. That's the thing is like now we're going to have these these actors that, you know, are they're going to 
their original characters are going to be able to come back. You know, much like when like the, the, the ripped out of his mind, Arnold Schwarzenegger came back in Terminator and it was like old Arnold versus like ripped Arnold. And like, that was like, that was pretty crazy to see that happen. And it looked really real. And, and now it's just going to keep on continuing to get better and better to the point of where we're going to be like, we're not going to know if that is the actor or not anymore. Like, that's crazy. Like that is absolutely insane to me that Luke Skywalker from episode six can continue to live on and be in other pieces of medium now, you know, and, and, and Mark Hamill won't have to try to do any of that. It's going to be all automated, which is just mind blowing to me. And it'll be, it'll be how Marvel and DC do the same thing. You know, they're going to bring, you want Chris Evans to make a cameo in the multiverse as captain America from that era with whoever the new captain America is in 2037, Cool. Well, like, this is how we're going to do it. What does that you know? mean for just like just cinema in general, though? Like, I'm sure we could go we could go down the rabbit hole for this one. But I like, think it's going to be mainly used to, to reincarnate people. I don't think it'll be used as a replacement because you're still going to need the original performance to almost definitely set the tone for who the character is. Because if you go back and watch James Earl Jones talking about how he got the role of Vader, it's very interesting because David Prowse, who was in the costume, was actually supposed to be the voice as yeah. well. But Lucas was not feeling it. So he's like, I want someone with a deep, you know, booming voice. And then they brought James in. He auditioned. They said yes. And then James apparently even changed the character further um, with the way he spoke it and then just played off of David Prowse's mannerisms. And that's how Vader came to be was it had a lot to do with James Earl Jones being in the booth, seeing him and saying, I think we should do this instead. If you start plopping CGI in and AI to be those characters, you're going to lose that. It's the same thing that how they made Lord of the Rings, where Ian McKellen and um, uh, uh, the guy who played Saruman, Christopher Lee, yeah, are are sitting there with the books in their hand, yeah, like no, you can't do this. This is the line from the Cimmerillion that we're going to follow. This telling Peter Jackson, like no, you know, Christopher Lee had like 278 edits to his script day one, and said he refused to do the movie unless they made the edits because he. Did he's he the only Tolkien? he's the only actor on set who knew Tolkien. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just cool stuff like that. And you, you lose that if you start injecting AI. You won't have sure. the actor's commitment, you know, to that, especially when you're retelling a story or you're bringing up, you know, mater- using source material. That's not yeah. yours. You're right. So I don't think I'll ever replace it, but it would be very good for keeping these characters alive as, you know, we go along. So Most definitely. Yeah, Henry Cavill did the same thing with on the Witcher set. He was sitting there like in page two hundred and fifty-three of this Witcher book, Fuck, and everyone's like, sucks. "God, you're annoying, Henry." But sure, we'll change it. Do you think he's a method um, actor too? Like he just stays uh, Geralt the whole time. I didn't cool realize, life. by the way, till last night that we're Witchers technically in we are Power Witchers. D&D. Yeah, yeah, we're Runecasters. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I always end up going with Geralt for any of my my D and D characters. Apparently, Hell yeah! Every time, every character I've ever done in any of our D and D campaigns just ends up being Geralt. Except your chimney sweep. He, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, he was kill. He was a demon slayer. Was he? I he thought he was a, a mage. No, he, I was a mage. I was a he fire was a mage. Demon. He was a demon slaying uh, chimney sweep. Step in time. Step in time. <laughs> Come on, mateys. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, um, demons. new Old Republic book, uh, Path of Deceit, is out. Um, we get to learn the, the, the mysterious new character, the mother, not Abeloth, but this new mother. Um, 
Tim and I will be a little bit delayed in starting it because I have an hour and a half left in Thrawn and he has time left in Shadow of the Sith. And we want to finish those books before we start I will, this. I will finish it this week. I will. I will sure. finish the. I will finish Thrawn before Friday, and I will start Path of Deceit this weekend. We'll start um, it. We'll talk about it on next week. So yeah, we'll start talking about it, and we'll start piecing it in here. I mean, we got seven more episodes of Andor, and then we'll talk about Path of Deceit, and then um, yeah, we go into the holidays. We'll have some Star Wars announcements for you for what's going down for Mandalorian and whatnot coming up. So it's going to be pretty exciting. Like we said, make sure you hang out Tuesday nights, Captain Robear's Twitch channel. Uh, we're doing Rings of Power D and D. We have been in we have been in a battle now for for two two sessions, uh, and yeah, we are still and, not and done. We ended with a cliffhanger. Well, because you want to stay and fight the wargs. Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to use the cloud rune with that awesome move where I dodged you out of the way. died. Well. Twice. <laughs> Berylin is dead at the moment, so. <laughs> I'm glad I rolled a d20, though. <sighs> Especially after I rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I rolled a one and hit you with my axe. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, yes. And I rolled a see, 20 you earlier. Could, you can see we're, like, giving you spoilers. You guys should come see this live. It's hilarious. It's, it's so much fun. Killed, almost team killed Kevin. Yes, which so so on brand, um, so. but uh, yeah. So we're doing that on Tuesday nights, Thursday uh, mornings. We're doing Rings of Power watch party, ten thirty a.m. my time. Again, you can just follow Rare Drop to uh, check all of this out. Are you gaming um, tonight? We are doing Star Wars and Scotch game night. I'm going to be playing SWOTOR again. Next week, we're going to be moving to a new game. Uh, I don't know which SWOTOR. I'm probably going to play on my Mandalorian again. I think so. Yeah, I'm going to play on my Mandalorian again tonight. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll do some game night. We'll talk about Andor. We'll talk about this episode of Star Wars and Scotch if you want. And then, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Make sure you head over to Tim's, tw- uh, Facebook channel, fe.gg slash darkness429, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. ish Eastern. Uh, what are you playing today? I have no idea. I played, um, the Mortuary's assistant yesterday, and that was terrifying, so... Yeah, we're, we're doing spoop. We're doing spooptober games. Not every day, but like once or twice a week. So the next one I'm going to do is Alien Isolation because I haven't played that in forever. Um, also, the Dark Picture Anthologies. Uh, two of the Dark Picture Anthologies got an update. So Little Hope, which is phenomenal. If you've never played it, go play it. And then uh, Man of Madon also got an update. So they're um, visual updates. So everything looks freaking amazing. Um, and then the mechanics were updated to be more up to date with all the other Dark Picture Anthology games. Are you going to play Scorn or is that too dark for you? Scorn comes out on the 14th and that looks a, that looks really good. That looks like Doom on crack. And I'm, it reminds me of like HR Geiger's art. Yeah, it's yeah, it most definitely has yeah, it's got that that vibe for sure, but it it's got like this FPS Doom kind of feel and I, I'm I'm feeling it. So yeah, it comes out on the 14th, so we'll be playing that. All right. Well, yeah, again, fe.gg/darkest429darkest429 everywhere else on the interwebs. I'm usually in there too, so if you want to sass me, what's great is people come in. They're like, "What did you think of this week's episode?" And I was like, "Perfect time to go listen to Star Wars and Scotch." That's what you should do. You should do that. You should also follow Star Wars and Scotch. We're on Twitter and Facebook, Um, and then uh, everything I do is on Rare Drop and TikTok. Yep, Uh, Star Wars and Scotch is on TikTok. Uh, Kevin X Vision on Twitter, K Magic One Hundred One on Instagram, and RareDrop.co for everything we do. Uh, Again, but come back next week. We'll be talking about more Andor, and hopefully we see you in some of the other content that we've mentioned before. But until then, Tim, may the Force be with you.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.